Welcome to this episode of Circle of Trades. I'm Peggy Sweet, and in the studio today, Travis Wallstein, AirServe Heating and Air Conditioning in Council Bluffs. Welcome, Travis. How are you doing, sunshine? I'm great. Yeah. Now that you're here, I'm beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. So, you know, I saw the storm clouds rolling over. It's going to rain. I'm ready to someone's parade anytime. Oh, so kind of person I am. So. No, it's just cloudy outside because that's the weather. It's not. It's always sunny wherever you're at. Listen, it can get snow and cold anytime now. I, I'm Stop. ready. For, I'm ready for winter. No. So, yes, I'm no. ready for winter. Yeah. It's going to like Monday afternoon. No. What are we gonna get a snowflake? <laughs> we might. I, I mean, is it gonna actually get below thirty degrees? I mean, it's still sweatshirt yeah. winter weather, and it's the middle of January. I mean, what's wrong with it? Oh hey, no 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 complaints here. No, no complaints. I was I was bummed that we had a, that it snowed on Christmas. I mean, actually, I thought I'm glad it was just Christmas, you know, because uh-huh. we were home and didn't have to go anywhere. Ooh. And Wes got his white Christmas and the end, and it was and now it's gone. Yeah. But I don't want any more. Oh come on now. So, no. So, yeah. So 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 you're not you're not a big fan of the whole white Christmas deal, then, huh? No, because I have to drive in it. Well, that's all right. Well, if you owned a vehicle that had four-wheel drive. I don't need four-wheel drive. It yeah. only happens how many times a year? Well, you live out in a valley out of the middle of nowhere. I mean, you don't need four-wheel drive. So. I don't off-road. I just need it a couple of times a year. That's it. I All-wheel drive gets me most of the way I need to go. Uh, well, at least you don't have Nebraska plates on your vehicle, so you got something going. There we go. So there you go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, there you go. They can't drive over there either. They can't do a lot of things, but we won't talk about that. So. Okay. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, you know what? I've had a couple incidents here, um, you know, with uh, permits and inspections. And uh, for for those of you that live out in the rural areas who don't have to deal a whole lot with uh, um permits and inspections um um it's kind of a big thing uh locally you know omaha council bluffs Pottawatomie county um i've been in some discussions with some people down in mills county about building permits and inspections um you know first of all i i understand when you talk about permits and inspections, some people get up in arms you're like oh i don't need to have my stuff inspected so if they build a building or if they do a remodel I know what I'm doing. I watch DIY Network, or my dad did this for 27 years, blah, blah, blah. Um, I understand that sentiment. Mm-hmm. If I'm on my property in my house, I really don't want the county or anybody else tell me how I should, you know, how I should do, do stuff something. or how, you know, do, do, I, I, I believe in your home, you're, you have a lot of freedom and that the government needs to butt out a lot of it. I, I, I am right there with you. But, um, you know, for what we do, we deal in particular for heating and air conditioning and plumbing as well. We deal with a lot of life safety stuff, you know, um, you know, from the plumbing side, you deal with domestic water, you deal with um, human waste and other things that are, you know, that are, you know, and with, that have to be safely disposed of mm-hmm. and you have to have a safe, clean drinking water. Um, when you're dealing with, heat, you know, heating and air conditioning, we deal with electrical. Mm-hmm. We deal with plumbing. To, we deal with gas. Um, you know, we deal with condensate. We deal with uh, venting, which is flue gas outside. So I mean, we we deal with a lot of stuff. We deal with sheet metal. We deal and we deal with air distribution, safe air distribution. Okay. A lot of stuff that makes you that can help make your quality in your home or your business better. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
you can't, you know, just because you own a pickup truck and a set of tools does not mean you know what the heck you're doing. Right. You know, if you if you if you fix your nineteen eighty, you know, your nineteen seventy six Bobcat six thirty two does not mean you should be doing heating and air conditioning. Let alone does that make you an auto mechanic? It means you don't, you know, you know a little bit about something, but you're not a master. You, it's not your trade. Um, and, and so. Um, so what happens is, is you know, what what happens is the 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 actually the not just the United States, but you know that they have uh, they have what they call international building code. Okay. Um, international building code basically, it's a group of countries that got together and said, hey, listen, for safe building, for safe construction, this is minimum standard based off of what today is. So let's say something was built in 2012. You know, may not be of standard in 2021. Now, it doesn't mean it's not. A, it doesn't mean it's unsafe. It just means that if you build a building today, it's, you're not going to go off of a standard that's 10 to 12 years old. Right. That just makes sense. Yeah, and so that happens a lot. Um, you know, the state of Iowa. Um, the, the state of Iowa, and I can't speak for Nebraska, so I'm not, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about Nebraska. I could probably talk a little bit more about Omaha than anything. But the state of Iowa has adopted, um, you know, uh, basically the International Building Code for the state of Iowa, which in encompasses electrical, mechanical, plumbing, um, you know, frame construction, steel construction. And the reason they do that is, well, number one, the fire marshals want it. They want to make sure that if we're putting up structures that, you know, that people are safe, people aren't dying from fires or from accidents. But it's to make sure that things are done to a certain standard. Right. If you put in electrical the wrong way, you were not going to see it in the wall when it catches on fire. Yeah, like when the wall is glowing red. I mean, there, there, <laughs> yeah. there's lots of examples of this. The reason we do these codes are in place is because something screwed up at one time, uh -huh. or they had an incident, or there was a, a epidemic or something that said, hey, if you don't put these procedures in place, if you don't have these certain stop gaps in place, you're going to create problems for yourself and others. And that's why, and that's why, you know, that's why codes are there. It's no, it's like the police. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing stupid stuff, <laughs> guess what? You're probably not going to go to jail. Right, exactly. You, you know, yeah. now, now if you're not doing stupid stuff and the cops catch you, guess what? You're probably going to go to jail. Right. You know, when, when you talk about building trades, what we do, you know, we, here in Pot County and in Council Bluffs, uh, the city and the county and, and over in Omaha um, have, you know, built uh, building they have a permits and inspections department. Part of their process is to go through. So if we do a job, let's say someone's building a new building, you got to go pre present your plans to the city. They have to get approved. If there's a lot of drawings, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, framing, architectural, there's lots of different drawings that have to be signed off on. The reason they do that is because they want to make sure the buildings are safe. Right. And so generally what happens is the drawings have to get approved. You know, the job may or may not go out for bid. Once it does go out for bid, it gets awarded. Then, you know, people go out and start to do the work. Mm -hmm. um, anything from doing dirt work to doing, uh, um, you know, dirt work to doing initial framing to doing roughing for plumbing, electrical, and HVAC, um, you know, communication stuff. You know, who knows if there's some specialty services that are being involved with that. It's all of a process, and it's the it's process, number one, you want to put up a quality building, but number two, you want to put up a building that's safe for people to occupy and live in. Um, there is a process. 
the process stinks. There's some paperwork involved with it, and there's some, um, you know, there's sometimes some questions as far as what might be on a plane is not realistic as far as re in real life. You, you know, as far as mechanical drawings or electrical drawings, there might be something that looks great on paper, but in reality, it just, it, you can't put a square peg in a round hole is probably <laughs> right. the best way to describe it. And you help with this process, or you have to get the permit, or? Well, where we get involved with it is we can't kind of, we're the ones that are actually out doing the work. So okay. let's say we get hired to come and do the heating and air conditioning or the plumbing. We're going to come in and we're going to do the work that's been requested for on this job. Um, pretty common as, as, far, as far as that goes. Um, you know, but the thing is, if we find issues with the drawings or whatever, you know, part of our deal is to go back and say, hey, here's what the situation is. We need to fix this. It's not going to work out the yeah. way. Yeah, we need to come there. up with an alternative to what's here because what's here, not going to work. Okay. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So, um, well, it's good to have another set of eyes. Well, and, and, and that's a lot of what the inspectors are for, you know, for permits, especially to come out to verify that drawings are safe, but the work that we're doing is safe and makes mm -hmm. sense. Or if there's a question about how we're doing something to where we can talk to the code or building official who's on site and say, hey, here's what we see in the drawing. We can't do this, but can we do this? Are you going to be okay with this? It should pass code, but I don't want to do something and have to do it twice because you and me have a disagreement on it. Yeah. But the whole process is to make sure that a building is safe, it's operational, and, and you're not going to have issues with it down the road. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, and so it's a working relationship. But here's the other thing is if I do a job, let's say I or any contractor does a job, once you have a, a building code official come off and sign off and give you your final stamp and say it's safe to operate, there's also for most jurisdictions, there becomes a release of liability for me personally. Okay. So what so what I mean by that yeah. is okay. So if I'm so if I'm doing a house here in Council Bluffs and I change out a furnace or AC, uh, Council Bluffs has permits and inspections and we have a good relationship with them. So we'll pull the permit when we go out to do the work. After the work's done, the, you know we'll have we generally leave it with the homeowner, the SEP time, but we want our work inspected because if the work's inspected. Then you know, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to try to dictate what the homeowner schedule is. I, I don't know. I, I'm. I have a hard enough time for my own schedule. Yeah. But we want the inspector to come out and review the work, make sure it's safe, and sign off on it. Period. Um, and a lot of times, you know, you know, so so we do a lot of that. Um, but once it's signed off, or once it's approved, well, if there's an issue one, three, five years down, or let's say something does happen. You know, we it, we've got a stamp that says, "Hey, it, according to the building official, it was done correctly." So, you know, I don't have to worry about somebody five years from now coming back on something that we did that was faulty work. Now, we're not trying to do faulty work anyway, no. but th but things happen, you know, and, and that's and that's why there's permits and inspections. And um, the inspector looks at it, and then maybe the homeowner makes an adjustment themselves down the line. They can't come back on you because it was inspected correctly. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, you know, we've been involved in, you know, we pull permits on all our installs that we do, um, anywhere the, where, where permits and inspections required. It used to be Mills County used to require them. Uh, that changed a couple years ago and they're looking at bringing that back. And that's part of what brought up this discussion. Omaha's had them for a year. Uh, Council Bluffs, Pot County's had them for a long time. 
And I think if you talk to most of the contractors and council bluffs, well, they may not love permits and inspections, but they also understand the value for what it brings mm -hmm. to the table and why they're doing, you know, doing, you know, doing, doing the work that they do. Um, you know, I've had two jobs here in the last month. Um, one that we were supposed to start over in Omaha, actually, uh, for a place we've done work for a, for a long time. I went to pull a mechanical permit on the job. And the GC, this was a self, uh, this was a self-contracted job by this apartment complex. This guy was acting as his own general contractor, not from around here, not local. He didn't have any permits or inspections or building drawings into the city. They had a fire. This park fourplex almost burnt down. Oh my goodness! So he come in after it burnt down, and he went and had a new roof put on. He had all this framing done into the building. He wanted us to come in and run each uh, heating and air conditioning stuff in there. And it's just like, no, you know, okay, that's fine. But I said, we can do the heating and air conditioning part of it. But I said, this thing's got to go through a whole building, you know, inspection, inspection process. I yeah. said, um, there's nothing on file on this thing. There's nothing whatever. I said, the last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get paid one way or the other if right. we do it. So you got to get involved with it. Well, tried to tell us for a month and a half, went through, called them to start work, and they said, uh-uh, nope, the, there's nothing. They went down there, put a stop work on the job, because the guy had, the work had been done. None of it had been approved, mm -hmm. none had been signed off for. And this job that this guy was trying to get by on the cheap. Of course, and yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it wasn't too standard. That's what kind of got the question stuff. Um now it's got to start work, stop work on the project because of it. Um, and do everything up to code. Well, well, yeah. I mean, and here, here's the problem with it. It's a, it's a government, it's low-income housing, so it's it's federally funded. So, okay, okay so we're going to get corners and, and try to do this on government housing, knowing that we're collecting a check from the government for this property. And whether you agree with low-income housing or not, it that's not my argument here. Um, you know, but, you know, it's bad enough that the people's in a poverty situation, but let's punish them by putting them in an unsafe situation. The boot, right. no. you know, or you know what, what we're seeing now, and some of what I've heard, I've kind of gotten into a couple discussions, you know, about you know, Mills County's had used to have provincial inspections for everything, and then they really amended it and took a lot of it away, um, you know. And I I got involved in a discussion where they've had some issues down there, and it's like you know. A city, you know, and I said this at the a town the size of Glenwood or Mills County, because Mills County's got about fifteen thousand people. At fifteen thousand people for the county, the state code actually is going to require them to have permits and inspections as far as a, as far as across the board is concerned. But if you don't have permits and inspections, where's the standard? You're assuming that the builder is doing the right thing. Right. So you have to take a look at the word, and I love this word, and it means a lot in my business, is integrity. Um, you know, I might swear like a sailor, but it doesn't mean that I don't have integrity. There's certain things where I will not bow down to as far as, and it's, if you're going to do a job, right, a furnace or an AC installer for plumbing, or if you're building a boat, do it right. Right. You know, because if you don't know what the heck you're doing, all you're going to do is cost yourself money and others money, create more problems, and then who assumes the liability for that when the problem goes bad? In the meantime, if you're the homeowner stuck with this or the building owner, you know, this is your problem to pick up. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, and so I think it's a, a big mistake to assume that just because someone's got a contractor's license that they're doing it the standard. Right. That's what the, the inspector's yeah. supposed to be for and the yeah. building permit is supposed it, to be for. It, 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 it's like, you know, saying that you have laws in town, but, you know, you have laws in town, but you don't have a police department. But, you know, if <laughs> it's not seen, it's not heard. And there's a lot of people that have told me that in Iowa, well, we don't have we don't have building code. Yeah, the state of Iowa has building code. They have mechanical. There's but there, but in a lot of areas where there's no enforcement. I believe that. Yeah, yes. there, there's no for, but there's nothing that says as far as standard goes that you shouldn't do it to standard. Because here's what ends up happening: if you don't do it to standard, who's going to come back after you? It's going to be the insurance company or the person who you know owns that property mm-hmm. to where you, it's going to be a problem. Right. It's like your little insurance policy. Yeah. Well, you know, you burn down a half million dollar house. Oh. <laughs> or, you know, I worked for a company 20 years ago. Actually, I just left them, actually. Um, company up in uh, Fremont, Nebraska. They they pulled a, they were checking on a furnace and uh, the furnace was bad. They disabled the furnace, but they left the flue pipe where the flue gas goes outside disconnected. Uh, told the wife and the daughter. Uh, the son and the son and the and her, her husband came home from a hunting trip, knew the furnace was off, didn't know there was a problem, went down, they got the furnace free run and went to bed and they died in their sleep. <gasps> oh no. Yes. That is awful. It, it's terrible. It, it's absolutely terrible. I know the technicians were there. Great guys, good technicians, what oh. they do, but they made a bad decision that day. Yeah. They made a bad decision that day. And so when you deal with this stuff, you know, when you're talking about buildings and places where you live and you work and you spend half your life in, you know, if you walk into this space here and the ceiling's falling down or, you know, the heat don't work or you go to plug in outlet or you get shocked or, you know, the toilet's backing up all the Mm -hmm. time. I mean, those are not problems that you should have to deal with. Right. You know, and that's the reason that these processes were in place, you know, and uh, it's scary. This apartment complex we talked about where they did did the uh, um, over in Omaha where they had the fire. The fire traveled three apartment buildings around. And the reason it went, there's four buildings in this property. Mm -hmm. And the reason it traveled as far as it did was because at the time the building was built, they did not require the drywall to go all the way up to the ceiling. So there was a six-inch gap between the top of the drywall and the ceiling. Which a lot of times is that fire stuff? Yeah, it's fire fire stop is what it is. And so, yeah, so it it required a fire stop to where if they would have had that all the way up, they wouldn't have had the smoke damage. They would not have had the fire damage because drywall, that stuff, the building building was built in the 1970s. 1970 standard is not 20. 23 or 2024 now technically and with this starting a new year out so so um i get pretty hot when when people say they don't have to do inspections or you don't have to do it above board i was like you know if you're not doing it right a don't bother but i have a real problem with you know people saying you don't need permits and inspections i'm not saying people don't do good work there's people that aren't that don't necessarily do what i do that couldn't step in and do a reasonable job. That's not what I'm saying. There's a lot of good people that do with what we do for a living, and, and that's not it. But understand that, you know, trying to save a buck 
you know, is, is saving a bump worth someone else's life or worth the personal property damage because you want to do stuff, you know, on the cheap. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to, you know, you don't want to, follow, you know, you don't want to follow the law of the land, I guess the way I put it. Um, so. They slow things. I know that people get uh, aggravated because it slows things down. They can't just keep going. But well, well, not only that, they're like, well, what, you know, I don't need to be watched. I have a license. Well, just because right. you have a license does not mean you should be doing the work. And I mean, you know, it's Everybody just like has me. has an off day, too. You know what? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't hear your condition. Because the one thing I don't do anymore is we don't do steam boilers. Oh. You know, I'll let the Rasmus and the mechanicals of the world do steam. That's what they deal with all the time. They're very good at it. Mm-hmm. A lot of things I do, I don't, I can work on them, but my guys, I would not trust them enough to work on steam. You know, and, and I'm not, we work on a lot of, we work on a lot of boilers, but if it's a steam boiler, which is most applications, you don't see that around here. It's just not something we do enough of to where I feel comfortable and safe having my guys do. So there's limitations. And, you know, and that's why a lot of these things are in place because people will go beyond what their limitation is and get themselves in trouble. And then what happens? So. Well, then something happens like that story you just told them a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. Like losing a life. Yeah. Well, I don't know how many people down in Mills County listen to this. And I know I've had a chance to talk to a couple of supervisors down there individually, one-on-one in conversation, but. I would encourage the people down in Mills County. I know Channel Six was down there about a month ago because they have a, they've had some issues down there uh, with that. I, I hope that the that the um, supervisors in Mills County and, and the people that are looking at this program do the right thing, put the right people in place, and get proper permits and inspections. Maybe they work something out with Pop County Door. Maybe they can share some services. I don't know how that works. I'm not a politician. But I think it's from what I've understood, there's some rationale that's going on down there that I think is a problem. Now, I don't live in Mills County per se. I don't live in the city of Council Bluffs either. I live in the county. I live in Pot County. I live two miles from, I live three miles from the Mills County line. I got four employees that live down in, in Glenwood and Mills County. I have a lot of customers down in Glenwood and Mills County, just like I have a lot of customers in Council Bluffs and in Oakland and Carson and, and Underwood and, you know, Neola and all of Pottawatomie County um, and even a few in Omaha. You know, I, I, I just would like to see them. I, I'm hoping they do the right thing and they decide to bring it back and, and they – get on board with what the rest of the area is doing, what Omaha Council Plus and Pot County is doing, because there's a value to it. And, and my opinion is, and this is strictly my opinion only, um, that if you're not for it, my guess is there's probably a financial reason why you're not for it. Right. And if and if that's what your only goal is, then you might want to question your motive about why you're having input on this decision. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I mean, that's what I've heard. Um, and, and the other thing I would say is, you know, if you're speaking for everybody, as I said, I'm not, I'm only speaking for me, but if you say you're speaking for all the contractors that do work down there, I say, be very careful because you know what? Last time I checked, no one speaks for me, right. you know, no. and, and that goes for other contractors too. Cause there's some contractors that would much rather have good relationships with their inspectors played by the book than, than play the good old boy network. Right. And I'm not afraid to ruffle feathers. So, so, so I know this isn't talking trades. This isn't necessarily fun stuff. But 
I, I want to get a message important. across today. It's very important. I am getting like a platform deck put onto my house and I have a couple of options for things on the side, but each step needs uh, the inspector to come out to make sure that the contractor that is doing it is doing it correctly. And that's for my safety and my daughter's safety. And that's the way I want it. Because once once the, those top beams go on top, you can't see the bones underneath. Well, you can't see the bones underneath on a deck. I've seen them where they've just used drywall school, screws to hold the deck on the house. And the deck falls away and someone's walking and the deck oh, falls down 10 foot. Oh, yeah. I can, I can tell you some deck stories. I can also tell you some septic, septic uh, stories down, you know, in a day down down south too. Septic? You, you know, yeah, they're, they're, I, the, I have one of those too. What, what happened? Well, <laughs> I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get into that. But about 20 years ago, they had to adapt. The, they had to change the law on septic systems and installation in Iowa drastically because of some things that were going on down south. Okay. Um, you know, that has been changed. It's been rectified. If you go to put a septic system in Iowa today, it's probably going to cost you anywhere from fifteen to $30,000. Oh, goodness. Okay. You, you can thank people that weren't doing it to code or standard or not licensed that were out doing it that had no business doing it right. for your septic costing fifteen dollars to $30,000 because, you know what, no one wants to go clean up shit. Uh -uh. Because someone put their freaking laterals in a DM spring, so every time it rains, oh. the freaking basement backs up. Oh, my goodness. There's a house up north of Glenwood I went to twice and I had to go into that mess. Oh. Yeah, and, and that was just that's just one example. Okay. You know, and, and, you know, so. I don't think I have it, that issue, thank goodness. Well, the <laughs> other thing, too, is I've seen the county, I've seen the city come through and do where you don't do permit inspections. It's not the code and they can't see it. To where I've seen them, where they've literally made them tear everything out. Oh, wow. And start over. You know, you can get fined heavily for it, too. So sure. Is saving the buck worth it? Well, the the reason why some things are so expensive now is because they've tried to save that buck, and it's it's make, drives up the cost for the people that do know what they're doing. Yeah, that's the only way to tell the difference sometimes. Yeah, there's a pool copy over in Omaha right now that uh, uh, has has had some issues in it. I don't know how much money they owe. I mean, it's it's a lot, lot. So. Um, where they've had issues with it, uh, you know, where they didn't do permits and inspections and the work was not half done or they've had to go back and redo really? it. Really? Uh, yeah. So I'm not going to sit there and tell you it doesn't happen, but, you know, probably my biggest thing is if you're a consumer and you're out buying this stuff and, you know, if you're serious about your, the safety of your family and your home, mm -hmm. don't just assume. No. Trust, <laughs> tr trust but verify, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, when we do our installs, we, we pull permits, we, we send you a card for inspections, or if the inspector wants to come look at it too, sometimes spend a job, we'll have them there that day, or we try to get them over there as soon as we can with, you know, if the, if the homeowners work, sometimes it doesn't happen right away. Get them get inspected. They get a packet with all the information. Yep. And, <laughs> and I will tell a customer, if they're in an area where they don't do permits and inspections, uh, that if it changes, they will. Now, I have learned here recently that there's an independent inspector that will for a fee, and I'm going to talk to him and find out. I just learned this last week that he will come out and do the inspection on our work, even in areas where they don't have building inspectors. Really? And I'm actually going to maybe take a look at that. You know, That's it, a really good idea. Well, it, it, it helps limit me liability-wise to make sure that we're still doing stuff right, even in areas where maybe the enforcement yeah. Is it what it should be? So, but realistically, that should not be the homeowner's responsibility. It should be my responsibility 
that be, should be something if you're growing community you should be a part of what you're offered, especially in an area that's growing. Mm-hmm. Um, in this area, Southwest Island, there's a lot of good things going on. This, I think this area is going to probably in the next 15 years probably grow by 20 to 30% as long as we have the housing in place. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you. This uh, area is booming. I see the growth between here, Council Bluffs and Crescent, and I see it between where I live out on Railroad Highway down to um, Underwood and over to Oakland. I mean, there's little additions just popping up. Yeah, they're all over. You can go to Mills County, you got Lake Ohana um, out by my house. I'm off of Pioneer Trail. There's two huge subdivisions going to be going on out there starting 20, I think, next year. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one's in LC School District, their one's in Trainer. Uh, there's a whole stuff, you know, if you go down by Mineola, there's a whole bunch of stuff popping up down yeah. there. Um, you know, the cattlemen's, the feed, uh, the cattle yard, or the slot, I guess, slaughterhouse that you're talking about building, um, right south of the water treatment plant here, uh, in Counts Bluffs there, they're, they're starting to move dirt. I mean, oh, wow. yeah, that they're in the process. That is going to start moving here this spring, so, uh, so once the weather breaks, so... I mean, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of activity, a lot of industry going on, you know, and that's going to do nothing but help the community. But, you know, you know, we want to make sure, hey, we got, you know, good communities, good jobs, and you want people to be safe. So that's part of the process. Right. So the moral of the story is get your building permit. Yes. Get your, get, get your permits inspection. and inspections done. Mm-hmm. Please do. And if you're in an area there where you're looking at it, um, I think you need to look at the cost-benefit analysis, and I think your fire marshal would tell you that if you don't, you probably should. And I would strongly suggest listen to whoever your local fire official is, because they probably have more input than anybody else in that. So. That makes sense. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Travis. Yeah, you're good to see you too. Go Hawks. We won't talk about the bowl game. We'll, 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 talk, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what we're doing now. That's a coordinator. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I was going to just let that go by, but I, uh, uh, I thought you might not. <laughs> uh, uh, like I said, yeah, we still went to a bowl game, Nebraska State home. I still got my Nebraska this year. Yeah, there you go. And there's always next year, right? That's right. So. Okay. Have a great week. You too, Peggy. Thank you.